Hey guys, and welcome back to the Ducks and Dogs podcast. My name is Mike here with my co-host Matt. How you doing today, Matt? I mean, Jimmy Lake's gone, so better than him. <laughs> that, yeah, better than him. I can say that. <laughs> Minus the millions of dollars. Yeah, he, granted, he's richer than <laughs> I will ever be in my entire life. But it also sucks getting fired from your job. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, I guess we could start off on that note. Yeah, what's your first first reactions to Jimmy Lake getting um, fired and potential so potential names to replace him? I'll say I'll say this because Jimmy Lake, obviously, a lot of people wanted him gone. I was kind of I was in that boat, um, very outspokenly. Bring so that boat week one. Um, but do have to acknowledge the good things he did for Washington when he wasn't a head coach oh. when he was DB's <laughs> coach and D coordinator. Um, obviously did some very good things for this program. And for that, we thank you, Jimmy. Uh, sucks that the head coach thing didn't work out. Uh, wish you best of luck. I think that he will be a good head coach down the road. Just didn't work out with Washington. And it'll probably be a while before he gets a shot like that again. But I think he will. I think he's going to get like dropped to like position coach at his next spot. Probably. I think he'll work his way back up. Um, it'll probably be at a lower, you UNLV. know, not power five probably like a mountain west or something lower group of five level didn't football he to, program didn't he go to eastern washington he did it'd <laughs> be funny if their coach retired one day and oh my gosh they gave more probably i mean that program is pretty run pretty damn well so it drives itself yeah you wouldn't have a hard time picking that program up but um you want to talk about some potential names all right i can list a few off here um, also, shout out Connor Jackson from Fifth Quarter. Dude writes a lot of articles. Came out with a good one today about um, some lower level coaches. Obviously, the big names are Stoops, um, <laughs> Campbell. Obviously, everybody wants to go after. <laughs> which, if you could convince one of those two, like I'm fine with that. But also, I think some other names we need to consider here: um, DeBoer from Fresno State. I honestly would really like that hire. He's done good things at Fresno State turning that program around. Connor mentions, and I haven't heard this brought up a lot. It's interesting that he brings it up. Brent Brennan from San Jose State. Um, and that program was in kind of a development stage for a long period of time. He does not have a winning record as head coach. The article says he's 20 and 36 as a head coach. Mario. So yeah, but it like I'm saying that deceiving. program was under development for a long time and they're reaping the benefits of that, you know, development in the past couple seasons. Obviously they went seven and one last year. They're on an upward trend this year. Still. I don't think they've lost a few games, but they're still likely going to make a bowl. Um, they're still winning a lot of football games um, competing towards the top of the mountain West. I think that's interesting. Um, the problem I have is that, Obviously, he's proven he can develop a program over the course of a few years, but I feel like Washington doesn't want a development type of head coach. They want somebody that can bring in and pretty damn near close to day one get results. I don't know how many coaches are on the market that are going to be able to do that, but if that's the case, I think you have to count Brennan out, unfortunately. I like what he's done with that San Jose State program, and it's a name worth mentioning. I just don't know if it'll pan out if he gets hired. And I'm sure there are a lot of dog fans that aren't too keen on that happening. Um, I think it's worth mentioning, though. Um, obviously, your boy Moorhead uh, is in that article on that list. I just I don't know ab- enough about him recruiting. Do you think you can like talk on that a little bit? 
Like, what do you think? Do you think he would fit in at UW? Do I think he would fit at UW or do I think he would be a good coach? Because I don't think good coaches fit at UW. But do you think he'd be a good coach? That's a yes, better way to put it. He's, so I've heard some people say he's not a recruiter, which is a lot of bullshit. He's been the primary recruiter for a lot of Oregon's best commits lately. Isaiah Brevard, Ty Thompson, uh, a lot of guys like that. He's a really good recruiter and he's a good play caller. The only question mark is, you know, can he hire a good staff? Which I think he can. I think he got the short end of the stick at Mississippi State. Uh, I think they should have kept him, but they didn't. And now they have uh, Mike Leach. <laughs> But he's actually, you know, he just pulled off a big win over there. Yeah, so. I was going to say, he's been pulling off some big wins this year, so you can't knock him too much. He's losing the games you shouldn't lose and winning the games you shouldn't win. <laughs> exactly. It's Mike Leach. <laughs> like, that's how it works. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, I really think Joe Moorhead would be a good coach, and I think he would do good things for you guys. I just don't think your administration would like him very much because he's a good coach. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. The administration is just kind of the big red flag problem with this whole hiring process because you don't know what direction they're going to go with it i mean they have the money to be able to hire like a good chunk of people like pretty much almost anyone your biggest issue rhymes with ben going <laughs> who could that be i don't know i don't know who you're talking about i don't know who that could be yeah so <laughs> For those of you who are on the podcast from our Twitter feeds, when, when I was saying earlier that Washington might not be a better job than UCLA's and schools like that, it's not just because of Washington and the program around it. A lot of that is because of Jen Cohen. Like if I, am, any, I think it's the biggest problem right if now I'm a coach, with that job. If I'm a coach, just given Jen Cohen is at Washington, I'm going to TCU before Washington. I'm going to Virginia Tech. I'm going to UCLA. I'm going to USC. I'm going to LSU. I'm going to Miami. I'm going to anywhere that's open before Washington. Because I and, don't think Cohen yeah. makes it to the end of the year. And if you hire get hired by Cohen and the next AD comes in, that AD has no reason to be loyal to you. So you have one slip-up season. Just for example, Mario Cristobal at FIU led him to two of their best seasons where the AD got replaced. And after two of the best seasons FIU's ever had, they're only two bowl games they've ever been in. He has a little sl slip-up season. Fired. Because he didn't have that leeway, you know, he wasn't hired by that athletic director and he was just gone, kicked to the curb. They have less patience with you if they didn't hire you because you're their scapegoat to keep their job. So I, that's just a big red flag for any coach. And you have to hire a coach before the early signing day. For sure. I think too, with Jen Cohen, you mentioned that she should be gone. That's what you said, right? She'll be gone after um, basketball season, which is too late. I... I don't think that's going to happen. I think Jen Cohen is still going to be around because you look at everything besides men bas men's basketball and football. And the thing that the president's looking at is as a whole athletic department, they Bottom are line. finding success still. They're still finding success. Well, yeah, because nobody's finding... trying to compete with you in rowing. Like <laughs> Rowing? Well, you also look at softball. You look at volleyball. Isn't your you baseball all... coach about to get fired too? I don't follow you to baseball like that. I know I, that, like track and cross country, we're really good in Olympic sports for sure. I heard a third um, coach. It was about to be three coaches getting fired in the same year. Really? That's what I heard. Wow. Well, I I don't know. I don't follow you to baseball like that, so I cannot. I don't give know if you it was baseball. Answer. It could have not been. I just figured it was an irrelevant sport like that. But like, anyways, like <laughs> the other sports are still performing well, and that's why I think she's going to stick around because the president and the, the board of the board of trustee, whatever, they're saying, oh, you know what? A lot of our sports are doing well, and football and basketball are still bringing in enough money to where they're efficient, and they're going to keep around. I 
So she's Miami's Garan- AD. They just fired I guarantee you that's exactly what's going to happen. And she's going to stick around for another couple of years. Granted, like, I think she should be gone. A lot of Husky Twitter thinks she should be gone, whatever. Like, but we ultimately don't have a say because we're not running the university. So it's um, literally being ran like Miami West right now. Yeah. The other <laughs> we made that comparison with, uh, was it Antoine? We made it way before that. We made it early on. In well, because we show. had the Clemson comparison. I thought Antoine was yes, the one when that we, we talked about. When we originally made the Clemson comparison in like episode three or four, Yeah, I said, you're closer to Miami than Clemson as a joke. But mm. turns out it was and pretty And then accurate. it turned, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, started as a joke. And then it's like, oh, this is oh. <laughs> spicy. <laughs> a, lot, a lot more comparison than you'd like to admit. Um, another, I, sorry to get a little off track there. The last name I wanted to mention, obviously, Jonathan Smith. I've been very high on this. He has experience within the UW coaching tree. I don't think it's going to happen, but I want it to happen. So who do you think is going to get the job? I have a feeling it's not going to be any of the people I just listed. (laughs) I think I know who you think it's going to be because I think it's going to be him too. (laughs) I have a feeling it's going to be Wilcox. I I just I know deep in my soul it is going to now, be Wilcox. Hear me out. Yeah. Justin Wilcox, head coach. Mm-hmm. Offensive coordinator, Mark Helfrich. Defensive coordinator, Keith uh Hayward. You could have make much worse hires. You could make worse hires. Much but just, worse. Just the like oh, what is I the just word I'm love for? that every time you guys go to hire a coach, it seems like they came from Oregon. Yeah. You just, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like the resume, it's just like it's underwhelming. The energy of those names no is buzz. just like, oh, like <laughs> okay, nothing do you about want that energy ca- and like buzz around the names. Why don't you go for Chip Kelly? Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that hire. Exactly. But he he has had some success at UCLA, but I yeah, I think I think uh, people. I don't think he, like he would not be a fit. I think he's done good Washington. at Washington. Yeah, I, I mean, you would not be a fit. But you got you want a buzz hire, but buzz hires yeah. won't be a fit at Washington. Period. Yeah, I. But I'm saying more so than a lot of the other names I listed, he wouldn't fit. My my thought process is any of the guys with big buzz around their names probably aren't coming to Washington. Yeah, sadly, I like I have a feeling it's either Wilcox or somebody from the like that we've never heard of before. I think it's Wilcox or DeBoer. But I don't know if DeBoer leaves Fresno for Washington. And See, I mean I w- that in the nicest way possible to Husky fans before they comment about how unlikable I See, am. See, I think they would. I think Washington has enough money to throw at him, and it's appealing enough to where he would take the job. But what if he's like, oh, well, the next L.A. job opens up, and I'm going there. Or, you know, Cal opens up, and I'm going there. Or He is like- not no way anybody is going to Cal before Washington. Well, he's from California, isn't he? Yeah, but Cal Berkeley as a head coach football job, that's not ideal. Jen Cohen isn't your AD. Also, also true. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I think if you throw a decent paycheck at DeBoer, he would take the job, and I would perfect. I would be okay with that. I would be okay with him as the head coach. I would actually be pretty excited with him as the head coach. I think so. Of the the most realistic options. Uh, are going to be Justin Wilcox, Kaylin DeBoer, and Joe Moorhead. Mm-hmm. I think those are the three like realistic options we could actually. I see. think so. I think you could even. I think just Wilcox and DeBoer alone. I don't even think you need to include Moorhead in that list. I don't see Moorhead wanting to leave Oregon. 
He's going to go even, from a playoff Even if he has a head a coaching job, I don't think he wants to leave Oregon. And that's not even just because it's UW. I don't think he wants to be a head coach right now in a lot of places, unless like I think Nick Saban Mario. died and that job was open. Yeah. But if, if Nick Saban's gone, it's Kirby. It's, yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's, it's Kirby, Mario, or Dabo. Every, like, everybody and their mother is trying to throw the hat their hat into the ring actually, for that job. Let's, so. let's just, you know, for a second. Saban Uh-oh. retires out of nowhere. <laughs> it's between Lane, Kirby, Mario, and Dabo, right? I mean, I have a hard time. I have a hard time thinking Alabama would hire Dabo, but yeah, I would hope they didn't hire a racist coach. <laughs> not, it's not what I said. Mike That's what said, I said that. I said I didn't that. say that. I stand ten toes on that shit too. I was. <laughs> What's up, bro? Like. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Dabo's. Just how he conducts himself, and with Clemson losing the fashion that they are this season, a lot has been revealed about his character. Okay, so Lane, um, Kirby, Mario, right? Those are the three, then. Yeah. Who else would have a? Sh- they're not fucking hiring Sark. No. They're not gonna promote Bill O'Brien. They're not that dumb. That UW, that UW coaching tree with Sark just looking better and better with each passing day. <laughs> It's a joke, Mike. They just lost to Kansas. That's the joke. <laughs> listen, listen. If they start also, hey, shout out to that walk off that caught the game winning two point conversion. Yeah, that, that dude's a baller. Back. Yes, uh, sir. You know, and you know it's great. Even if the Peterson coaching tree has success, I just claim it as the Oregon coaching tree. Because <laughs> it also <laughs> like the the, the Bilotti coaching the, tree. The meme of the guys on the moon. It's all Oregon. Always has been. <laughs> <laughs> Always has been. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, Chris Peterson put, does well. Yeah, Oregon coach. <laughs> Lake sucks. Not an Oregon coach. <laughs> I think I think if you can convince Stoops somehow to come, you get him. But obviously, if the, the pipe dream doesn't work out, I am a, I would like to bore. Does I the think pipe that's dream a good hire. ever work out? Never Who hurts to try. Get, who's gotten their ideal coach? You see, like of late, if you genuinely think about it, not who has gotten the perfect coach they wanted? Now, not not saying it worked out. UCLA got the coach they wanted because they were competing with Florida for him. Yeah. Who else got the coach they wanted? Oregon's players forced Oregon to hire Mario, and it's worked out. But Oregon, yeah. Oregon's I can't, admin, I, can't I don't think want to hire him. I can't think of anybody recently. Florida Fickle. State? Florida State got him. They got Taggart. Cincinnati wanted Fickle really bad. I remember that. Yeah. But that was still a few years ago, I think, right? Yeah. And, you know, we'll use this to segue. Transitioning into teams wanting coaches. Washington East, the University of Miami, and Florida, not Ohio. (laughs) You know, they're about the same quality, so you never know which one is which. Hey, shout out Miami, Ohio. My boy, Zach, uh, one of my college football teammates, is an assistant there at Miami, Ohio. They're playing right now. Yeah, shout out Maction. We love some good Maction in here. That's why we're not watching it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the University of Miami's fans have been all over Twitter clamoring that Mario Cristobal is going to be their next head coach because they are hiring as an athletic director. It seems to be Mario Cristobal's longtime friend as their athletic director. So there's been a lot of buzz on their Twitter feed about that. And uh, one... I think this might be obvious. Do you want Mario to go to the Miami or are you of the, the rare Pac-12 fan base who thinks Mario sucks, even though he's going to win like eight Pac-12 titles in a row and still suck at coaching? Um. Well, obviously as a Husky fan, I would like him to leave. That would be 
awesome. I didn't know so, if you were of Carlos's mindset that he sucks. No, Carlos is an interesting character. I like <laughs> I, I like Carlos. looking at your your and Carlos's Twitter interactions. They're quite they're quite entertaining. Um, yeah, obviously, I would like Mario to take the Miami job. Is it going to happen? You would have to be on some kind of meth or drugs or hard bath drugs. salts. Something not yeah, bath salts. That'd be fitting for Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I live there. I can say it. <laughs> yeah you'd have to be smoking some good shit for for mario to want to leave oregon for miami i'm sorry like why like, what football sense does it make it makes literally no sense can i don't even know if they can offer more money what is no. Cristobal's salary yeah. right now his salary is not high but they can't their their highest net worth booster is 1.2 billion like or, Oregon, if they are really afraid of losing him, they'll probably throw him the bag, and they're more than capable of doing so. Were you around uh, when they offered Chip Kelly twelve million if he didn't go to the NFL a year? I mean, I don't remember it specifically, but they offered him twelve million a year to stay. Hmm. Miami's not throwing twelve million a year out of nobody, and hiring an assistant pool. Yeah, <laughs> if Phil, if Phil, so, if what it all comes down to, which I think he does, but if Phil Knight believes Mario is going to win Oregon their first championship, it's a blank check. Mm -hmm. It's a fill it in. Like, what do you mm -hmm. need? That's what he yeah. did with Bilotti. He goes to after Oregon wins their first, or was it Bilotti or Brooks? I think it was Bilotti. Oregon goes to the New Year's Six game, goes to that Rose Bowl, loses. They get beat by Penn State, I believe it was, or some school later on, whatever, whichever one it was. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think it was Joey Harrington There's... in the Fiesta Bowl. But he goes up to Bilotti afterwards. This is on the Mighty Oregon podcast. Uh, Rob Malins does great work with that, interviewing a lot of former Oregon people. And Phil Knight walks up to him and says, what do we need? Like, what do we need to make this program consistently at this level? And he's like, you know, an indoor practice facility. And he's like, uh, he was telling him how we had to fundraise for it. No, it was done in six months. <laughs> So, like, if, if if Phil believes yeah. that Mario will win Oregon a national championship, you're not outbidding Oregon for him. No matter how much money your school has, you're not outbidding mm -hmm. Oregon for him if Phil believes in him. Yeah, they definitely have enough money to just throw at him to get him to stay. And I just – I think selling Miami over Oregon is difficult in the first place considering Adidas where that school. program's – <laughs> sorry i'm a my my college is under armor i'm i'm a husky fan but under armor is what i'm biased to damn so. you're so you just get shit shit no matter where you're at no dude our stuff is dope we have sick uniforms but also blue black is a pretty easy color combo to have cool uniforms for yeah so so yeah like there's no <laughs> i guess you could say yeah his family oh his heritage his wife all that because his wife still lives in miami yeah Sure. But like you could say, oh yeah, his heritage, his family, yada yada yada. Cool. What football sense does it make? You go to Miami, you're probably <laughs> fired in three years. Yeah. Like why? Honestly. Why would yeah. you? They have worse facilities. They mm -hmm. are in a worse conference. I think. I think Cristobal could have success in Miami. Oh, I think he could succeed anywhere he goes. I think he could totally succeed in Miami. I think he'd succeed don't... anywhere. Yeah, I just I don't think he wants to go to Miami. Not many people do. He hasn't, like, I mean, if you think about it, he hasn't made a bad assistant hire yet. Every person he's hired who has left went to get a head coaching job. Yeah. Or at the very least are half decent and still in college football coaching to some extent. Well, all of the coordinators he's hired are either head coaches or still on staff. Levitt mm -hmm. is the exception, actually, because Levitt and Mario didn't like each other. Yeah. So Levitt went with Taggart, and now he's at SMU. 
but uh, Marcus Arroyo, head coach UNLV. Andy mm-hmm. Avalos, head coach Boise State. Joe Moorhead's already in the talks for multiple head coaching jobs. Mm-hmm. Tim DeRuiter has not gotten as many looks, but I've seen him on a couple short lists for head coaching jobs. Like, he's not making bad hires. Yeah. And he's recruit. He was one of the best recruiters in the country. So I think he succeeds no matter where he goes. It's just, why would you leave this roster you've amassed to go to Miami and play and recruit against Clemson, Florida, Florida State, Alabama, Auburn, LSU for mm. every single player, even the low, the high three star, low four star guys you're competing for. Guess what? You're competing with them for them. In Oregon, it's like, all right, I want this guy. I'm gonna go push for him. I want this guy. I'm gonna go push for him. I want this guy. I'm gonna go push for him. And here's here's a question I have though. Let's say the stars align, everything goes wrong. We're in the worst timeline. Mario accepts a job at Miami. Cool. How many? players from Oregon follow him. Does he have that kind of effect to where he would bring kids with him? So we were just in a Twitter spaces and there was a recruits parent in there. Um, Mm -hmm. And he was talking, somebody asked him the same question. Yeah. And pretty much what was said was, well, all of these commits are really close to each other. Mm -hmm. So it's either going to be, they all go or none of them go. None of them go. Okay. Yeah, that's true. There's so many of them have gotten so close. A lot of them, with Mario, we've seen kids commit early and stay committed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these guys have had multiple visits or multiple Saturday Night Lives or or multiple occasions to build up that chemistry with each other, and they th- are there ready to go play football with each other. Yeah, some of those early commits, I think I've only seen one flip, and yes, that was and that was recently, the running back, it? and that was the running back out of Oregon who went to yes. Oregon State. Mm-hmm. But we also picked up Byron Cardwell and uh, Seven McGee. Yeah, no, for sure. But I'm just saying, like, it mm-hmm. doesn't happen very... They keep early recruits. Like, that's just how it goes. Yep. And, you know, if we have lost a guy, it's been in the transfer portal. We just lost Kingsley Sumataitia to BYU. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Micah is well on his way to going to USC. Uh, I guess that's... Yeah, I was, right was going to say, that's a perfect segue right there. <laughs> uh, so, Micah Pittman, if you haven't seen it, posted on his TikTok and his Instagram thing saying four out and it's like you know the hero becomes the villain in the city that you are or whatever and that he's underappreciated and undervalued and and basically what it is is he's not getting enough touches for his liking well my thoughts on this i don't blame him because you need to go get like i understand you're in college you have a chance to go and go to the draft which is a chance at generational wealth mm-hmm. so yes yeah, so do what you got to do to be good at it but I don't know how you could be upset and your dad throwing a fit up in the comments because you're not getting enough touches when you openly endorse the quarterback is playing. Knowing the quarterback is playing stylistically is not going to throw the ball 30 times a game. Mm -hmm. So how did you think Tyler Shuck was going to throw the ball 40 times a game? So why did you think your numbers were going to go up? The attempts went down, which means the completions are most likely going to go down. Which means your receptions are likely to go down. Which means your yards are likely to go down. Your touchdowns are likely to go down. So I I don't know what was truly expected going into that. But, I mean, I hope he balls out at USC, which I think he will if he goes there. Which I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think he'll ball out. I think he'll go to the league. But at the same time, we're not going to skip a beat. Mm -hmm. We're loaded at the wide receiver room. And I just put in a... uh, a prediction on fifth quarter's crystal ball section to Kevin Coleman to Oregon. Like, I, I, 
we're gonna be fine we're we're going to be more than fine we've seen how devin williams mm-hmm. has played and he's still got like two three years of eligibility because of covid <laughs> yeah. devin williams with that when drake london went down devin williams might be the best wide receiver in the country he's country. not getting he's not getting the touches Mm-hmm. But if you tell me you put him in any other every other system, he's not that wide receiver one, you're on crack. That's a bold take. I'm Period. high on Drake London. He's obviously hurt. That Drake Ohio State one. receiver. Chris Olave, yeah, Drake London is for sure. Chris Olave, one. Julian Fleming. Yeah, I know there's a bunch of good wide receivers. Yeah. I'm that high on Devin Williams. Wow. Chris. I like I like that Ohio State route. Receiver to touch core. to touch on That's Chris Olave, thing. Chris Olave isn't going to be your number one guy in any level that he plays because he's just a very fundamentally sound, not going to make mistakes guy. Mm-hmm. He's your he's 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 more Larry Fitzgerald than he is Calvin Johnson, if that That's makes fair. sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Devin Williams is more Calvin Johnson. Okay, I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, he's going to be more consistent, but Devin Williams is he's going to break games like he literally broke the game for us against you guys yeah. without him getting that big play it's momentum <laughs> can switch no matter what and it seems when all else fails for anthony brown he's played great he sh- he showed me i'm an idiot multiple times and i've shown him that i'm not an idiot a few times but you know he's won more <laughs> than i have but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when all else fails and the play is breaking down he's throwing it to devin williams and devin williams is coming down with it how don't fucking know but he's doing it mm-hmm. The, for sure there was a play i think it was last week or maybe it was against you guys was he like double or triple covered and somehow came down with the ball for a first down i don't remember which i don't game it was, i don't but... remember that happening i don't think it was washington i, I don't know which game I that was know. but yeah like it's just like he's he's your security blanket if all mm-hmm. those fails he's right there and i don't think this is going to cause too much of an issue for us i know no. you know i know washington fans are going to run with it and love it the yeah. talented we, wide receiver hey, transferring know, from Oregon, Eugene is in shambles. Yeah, us, uh, our lunatic fringe on UW Twitter. You know, we take anything we can get. So, which yeah. is not much. No, that's why we hold on to what we got. <laughs> like seventy twenty one or whatever the fuck the score is. Yep. Uh, I saw. Oh, I saw. Um, Oregon Grello. He tweeted something. He cute, was cute saying girl. like, "Yeah, bring the bring the Webfoot uniforms back." And then somebody commented on that post that they did that they need to bring about the next time they play UW as redemption, so they can just like ruin the one photo we have on you guys. I hope we don't wear the Webfoots ever again. <laughs> They're so gross. <laughs> I want I want the the like actual duck uniforms with like the green or the orange cleats and the I love those. those I, are don't, sick. Dude, I do not know. I the, feel like a lot of Oregon fans the old do not like them. I love like and the I'm not big on Oregon uniforms. Them. They are my absolute favorite Oregon duck uniforms I've ever They're seen. They're so clean. They're so cool. I think that like just conceptually, I just love the that concept it looks like great. a duck. Yeah, the concept I like the is amazing. Concept. I'm not so big on that one. I, I don't know what cool. it is. Ohana I, was a great uniform. Ohana's dope. Uh, the candy apple from the playoff game. That was clean. Those were pretty clean. Was that black, green, black? No, that was green, green, green. Green, green, green? Yeah, what it am was I the candy of? apple. You're, we've worn black, green, black. Or no, green, black, green is what you're talking about? Or? No, black, green, black. I could have sworn there was like a big game you guys played in black, green, black. Probably. Look it up. <laughs> We've won like every combination of it. But yeah. 
I think one of my everybody likes the throwbacks. The throwbacks are really clean. Mm-hmm. My favorite is probably ah, it's probably them candy apple greens, just because like the memory associated with them uniforms of the playoff game and blowing out Florida State. And I really like all the ice whites, but everyone's like, "Oh, we always lose in white." Man, shut the fuck up. It's a uniform. <laughs> I hate that. They're like, I get superstitions, but like, what color okay. do you wear? This had to have been in Mariota era because there's a couple pictures of Mariota wearing black, green, green. I like, I could have sworn there was a black, green, black, and it, it was like some was. big game. I can't remember. I also like the ones we rock in the Rose Bowls, the the chrome helmets, the the nightmare green, and the black pants. Yeah, those the are ones we clean. wore against Wisconsin both times we played them in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Dude, I just, those duck, like the duck uniforms. Those are just like my absolute, they're the only. The cancer uniforms. The black and pink. I just, I can't, dude. Are you one of those, are you one of those, you got to rock your team colors, people? No. I think the pink uniforms are sick. I just like the duck one better. I I hate those people who are like, there's no green and yellow. I think anything breast cancer, like those uniforms usually turn out pretty cool. And blackouts. They hate blackouts and whiteouts too. Which I don't know why. I think whiteout is so clean and looks good for anybody. You remember the whiteouts (laughs) we had with Vernon Adams with the glossy helmet? Look up Vernon Adams all white uniforms. It's... Who they have the glossy helmet with like the different duck logo on it, like the actual like duck oh, head. Oh, these are sick. Oh man, they're but they clean. they have the yellow lining, right? Um, yes, I think so. Black numbers, yellow lining. Send it to me on Discord, and I'll 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 look yeah. at it. And I, but I think I think that's what I'm talking about. They are the cleanest shit you can ever imagine. I fucking love those uniforms. Ice whites are always fine. Did you see what Utah's yeah. rocking for us? um yes the, the, the uss salt lake city yeah those are pretty dope the, i like those now i hope we're rocking the green helmets like can we break out the green helmets fucking please <laughs> yeah those those are those sick. are those are pretty clean i can't lie Let me the see if duck I can't put these on the screen the for full second, duck uniform guys. with the orange socks and cleats are the only oregon uniforms i will fully admit that i love can't get it on the screen damn it but yeah they're they're fucking beautiful <laughs> dude i love yeah. them it's it's yeah. it's some of the best shit. Um, do we mm-hmm. really have anything else to touch on? Obviously, you guys suck. We're doing good. We're still third in the playoff <laughs> rankings. Uh, um, we're gonna get the first ever Apple Cup with no actual head coaches. <laughs> that should Jimmy be interesting. Lake and Nick Rolovich undefeated in the Apple Cup. True. Two legends nice. in their own right. All right. Well, Matt, we're gonna switch it up. You want to <laughs> sign us out today? Yeah, I can sign us out. Make sure to follow us on the links in the YouTube description at Matt Schwaz at uh, LaMike Black for those of you audio listeners on Twitter. Um, But yeah, we'll see you guys next time. This is Mike and Matt signing out for the Ducks and Dogs podcast. Go Dogs.